Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Big Ben Show. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. So today, what we have is a little podcast uh, on your way to church, or probably now it'll be after, uh, on your way back from church. Today, what I'm wanting to do is go and talk through, it's one of my favorite uh, stories in the Bible. It's in, it's in three of the Gospels. It's in Luke, Matthew, and Mark, and it is the woman who is healed from the bleeding, and I just think this is like a remarkable story. It's got, to me, it's got two huge lessons that I uh, learned from it, and just a little bit from the background of it, because I always think it's important that you understand the background before you just start spouting out uh, any of the verses. So, if you know that Jesus in the Gospels, in most of them, he does about uh, 37 uh, miracles. Uh, this uh, healing the bleeding woman is one of them. And, of course, uh, sometimes he makes points with each of them. Uh, and most of them in the beginning uh, were private. And we'll, they were privately uh, done, uh, basically, just a hush and not really tell anybody. And uh, we'll know that this one's a, a lot different than that. Uh so one of the first things you'll know that she uh, suffered for 12 years, this ble- uh, bleeding, constant bleeding. And looking into Leviticus in the Old Testament, any woman who has like a constant bleeding, uh, she's, you know, to wear robes that have, has holes in it. Uh, basically, she's not allowed to even enter the temple. And uh, if she's uh, in this constant bleeding state, basically to be uh, shunned from society. Now, our lesson is in Luke chapter 8, verse, we'll start about, it's a, it's a story within, it's a mini story within a story. So, we start, I'll go with Luke chapter 8, uh, verse 40, and I use, of course, when I'm in church, I use the King James Version, but for now, I use at home the NLT, the New Living Translation. Translation. I find it really easy to use uh the figurative language is, yes, it's gone, uh, but it is just a lot easier to translate, and the uh, language for commoner is uh, really easy to understand. So, in verse 40, and it says, On the other side of the lake, the crowds welcomed Jesus because they had been waiting for him. And there, he's going to see a, a leader of a local synagogue, and he's going through this, uh, he's going through this town, and the leader's... Uh, the leader of the synagogue's daughter is sick, so he's going. He's going to uh, go and, uh, I guess, produce a uh, mir- another miracle, uh, you could say. And as Jesus went with him, uh, he was surrounded by a cr- crowd. And I'm in 42. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robes, and immediately the bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked, and everyone denied it, and Peter said, Master, the whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, Someone deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out from me. 
And then when the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him, and the whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Jesus said, Daughter, he said to her, Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Now, the first thing, uh, one of the first things that you can learn is uh, we put ourselves in the place of the woman, uh, is that Jesus will... is that how important our faith is in to have in Christ we look in this we have in this lesson the first thing that we learn is that the woman or any of us bringing our fears and troubles to God and how God can eradicate all those fears because remember the woman is basically shunned she can't enter the temple to worship because of the constant bleeding that she has um no one's supposed to even touch her and notice that she is in among with the crowd and goes to touch him but yet uh, according to the old law she's not even supposed to she's not even supposed to be there and we can relate to this sometimes when we have issues when we have troubles that are not just physical so i think there's uh you can obviously see in this story that if you do have the faith and you do pray you do come to christ and that christ obviously can uh heal instant you know he can heal us instantly uh, any physical uh undertakings that we're going through but it's not just that it's also the spiritual the spiritual undertakings that we have as all individuals and not only that we also have a fear a fear of going to christ a fear that or there's always an issue or there's always something that seems to be in the way of us from approaching god or that we're ashamed of something in the past or something right now that's wrong with us and that how we or how we should, you know, continue to go with Christ. And it's the same thing with her. Uh, obviously, back at that time, people were to be ashamed of uh, what she was diagnosed with. But what I love about her is her faith. is so. What I love about her faith being so special and why is it significant for uh someone and her actions is the unshakable faith that she has she did not let the circumstances uh that pervade her for 12 years uh, shake her faith at all that's something that uh definitely uh hits home with me is that unshakable faith uh faith is all about trusting um you know it's no like actual facts or you know prove this you know it's uh she has a childlike faith in Christ and just an unshakable to go to Christ. And even though when, you know, the whole world basically says she's not supposed to be out, she goes out and to find uh, Christ and to be healed. And it's not only in a physical aspect that we see, but also spiritually. Now, I want to also turn to, we talk in, this mini story, uh, most of you heard, if you've heard in sermons about the woman, but I want to talk about Peter in this because Peter is the one I really do relate more, or I could say I could see it better and more perspective in his way. Because Peter is, um, you know, Peter to me is like a really stubborn, stubborn person. But the disciples in general, okay, so they're going through this town. The crowd is pushing up all uh, upon like all oh, on Jesus, okay. So it's not just like a road and people are standing side on the sides and 
you know, welcome in. No, 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 it's a crowd here. And the disciples are pushing uh, Christ through. And it's in, let's see, 45, verse 45, when Jesus asked, who touched me? And everyone denied it, and Peter said, Master, the whole crowd is pressing up against you. You know, paraphrasing even better, you know, everybody basically, what are you, you know, what are you talking about? And then I'll go into 46, it says, But Jesus said, Someone deliberately touched me, for I felt the healing power go out from me. Now, imagine that, and I've imagined several times, and this is why it's my favorite, if you were Peter, if I was Peter, and pushing uh, Christ, uh, you know, in this crowd, you know, the crowd's, crowd's all trying to get to, get to him, and imagine you're just trying to push him, push him through uh, to the synagogue where you're trying to get to, and he and he turns back to you and says, "Who touched me? What would you say?" You know, I don't, I don't know if I could really, uh, I don't know if I would say, I don't know if I could say, I don't know what I would say really. I, I think I would just be speechless. Uh, and I think Peter's the same way. Uh, he says it, and he says it a lot better than I guess I would say. Master, master the whole cr- this whole crowd is pressing against you. you know, I don't. Uh, I guess I would say about the same thing. Uh, I, I don't know, but what I take from this right here is sometimes, and a lot of times, uh, when God does ask us to to do things, or God puts in our lives a challenge, a healthy challenge for us to do. And we think God turns around and tells us about these challenges or these tasks that he would want us to do, things that we should do. And we look in our situation, you know, pushing in a crowd. We're all crowded our daily lives. You know, it's just crazy busy. And we we look back at him and say, uh, you know, what? You know, just what he says, you know, he kind of denies it. Uh, this whole crowd's pressing upon you. You know, it's kind of the, the same thing that we would, you know, kind of the th- same things we would say is, uh, you know, I can't do this, you know, that, you know, it's impossible. It's impossible to do. And sometimes, you know, he tells us to do something and we think it's just utterly impossible to do. And it turns out it was really the right thing to do, or it was actually something that was true. In this point, when Peter says, "You know, you know, everybody's touching you. What are you talk? What are you talking about? You know, what are you talking about? Everybody, everybody is touching you." Well, you know what he meant. Obviously, you know, spiritually, spiritually, someone was touching him. So Jesus obviously was right in this. And what I take from it is that when God does talk to you and, and you know when you are speaking and you put and he puts these challenges or puts something on your heart and for me it's not to neglect it or even if you think oh my gosh this is just impossible I mean it doesn't even make any sense I mean that doesn't mean that in in the human mind you know we should um, disregard what he says uh, instead we should have all faith I should have all faith in what he says and do uh, to the best of my ability, you know what he wants me to do. Take on the task. Take on, take on those healthy challenges that God wants me to do. Uh, it's the, uh, the same thing with Peter uh, is just to have true, like a childlike, obedient faith to Christ. In uh, instead of this kind of asking questions, uh, what are you talking? You know, what are you talking about? Who touched you? Everybody's touching you right now, or. 
you know, you know, if God, you know, you know, tells me a challenge, you know, or calls me to do something, what do you mean I can't do that? You know, it's impossible. Look at this. But it's the same thing just with the crowd. Even though it may not make sense to you at that point, eventually it will. Um, so that is this is my little podcast. Any little podcast. Thank you for listening in. Remember. Uh, like us on Facebook, uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks, everybody, for listening to The Big Ben Show.